Can changing your corner of the universe change the world? We think so. You've heard the quote, be the change you want to see in the world. But what does that look like? This is where we meet the people that are walking that out. One person, one idea, one decision at a time. Here's Vaden and Rex. All right, welcome back to another episode of My Corner of the Universe. Today, we had the pleasure of interviewing Nicholas Domingo, a.k.a. Captain Encouragement. It was a, a really uh, a fun episode. Uh, what do you think, Vin? Yeah, absolutely. And he just had so much energy um, doing really cool things, um, just going around. And he has this niche of, I think it was like kindergarten through third graders. And he is a superhero. You know, he's a superhero in real life. He's a superhero in an alter ego. He's teaching kids about, you know, encouragement and um, resilience and yeah. kindness and all these things that we don't get in society. You know, we, he did this cool little game trick with us of like, name this, name this, name this. And he's like, name like a, a role model in the generation. I feel it was X and Z generation. And me and you were both like, the Nothing. I don't know. You know, <laughs> like it's just, they, it just doesn't exist in today's day and age. And we need more people to take that step of encouragement to the youth because like he said, he started out like he was going to do up to eighth graders. And then he's like, now nah, I got to be down a third because once kids get to that like middle school age, they're kind of like too cool for school and you got to yeah. kind of catch them early to be like, this is, this is cool. Like being encouraging and being resilient and being bold, like that's cool. Um, and he's, and it's he's a foundation. Sure. Like you said, catch him early creates that foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And we know how like me and Rex each have, you know, younger kids and it's like, yeah, the superhero persona for a grown adult, you might look at it and just being real. You might be like, Oh, aha. like it's kind of like gimmicky, but no, like, we're not his target. His target are those kids and those kids think yep. it's super cool. And so he's got a movie coming out soon. Um, working on a pilot for a TV show. I, I, I think everyone who listens to this is going to really enjoy the conversation. You're going to see the light radiate from him um, through the podcast and just his passion for helping these kids out. And he's got a cool story also. Yeah. And gosh, talk about, I mean, he's got great vision for the future. I mean, he's talking about reaching huge numbers. Yeah, for sure. I could totally see it happening. So totally, totally. Um, you know, if the, if the, if the movie takes off or it gets to the right hands or the TV show gets to the right hands. I mean, we talked about it briefly on the podcast. It's like, there's no reason that this couldn't be on Netflix or a big, you know, or whatever Disney picks it up or a huge YouTube channel. I mean, it's needed. And like, I know myself, like, some of the stuff that my son who's six about to turn seven wants to watch, like some of it's good. Some of it's really good stuff, but some of it you're just like, God, I wish you would watch something a little bit better, <laughs> you know, a little yeah. bit, a little bit something that builds a little bit more foundation in him than just, you know, fluff, you know? Um, so yeah, you guys, you're going to love the podcast. Um, before you listen to it or after you listen to it, make sure that you are subscribing to my corner of the universe. Also, Give us some ratings. Um, doesn't have to be a five star. I don't know why it wouldn't be a five star because it's such an awesome <laughs> podcast. But give us ratings. It helps us out with the algorithm um, in iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to it at. So just take that time if you're enjoying these podcasts. Give us ratings. Um, leave review. Leave comments. That all helps. And uh, subscribe to the podcast so you can get more of these awesome episodes. I mean, you know, Rex, we talked about it with Nicholas. We're just here to be a, a bullhorn for those who are doing awesome things in the world. Yeah, and if you're doing something awesome. Hit us yeah. up. We don't for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You can hit us up through our Facebook page. Um, you can email us at info at mycorneroftheuniverse.com. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, so hit us up either way. If you listen to this, there's a good chance that you probably are doing something cool also. So let's feature you, you know, and let's all join in this together and making the world a better place. 
All right. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show, Nicholas, or should I say Captain Encouragement? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So um, tell us a little bit about the uh, background. How did Captain Encouragement come to be? Well, I think it it started um, from when I was a little kid. Uh, I think your experiences tend to mold you and you take on the work that you most need to do on yourself. And uh, like that was, we indirectly find our way to doing what we really want to do and work on for ourselves. And um, growing up, I, I, I got bullied a lot growing up. And then as it transitioned, I became a bully. Um, that kind of reciprocating pain, which is kind of taught on so many levels, right? Um, just kind of took took me over. And um, I got really big and I was really obsessed with you know, like lifting and improving, you know, especially in male society, male culture, it's very much you know, like be bigger and stronger and fight your way out of everything. Uh, yeah. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I went down that road pretty far. And got into fighting and, you know, football and then had a brain hemorrhage at 19, which kind of oh, shifted the, the course of my life. And I was like, well, you know, because you have all these ideals that you establish as to yourself. Like, this is who Nicholas is. And I I definitely lived in the space of ego of allowing that to be Nicholas. So once that went away, I was like, well, then who is Nicholas? And um, that journey is the one I'm you know still on. But. I was like, well, how did I get so far down this rabbit hole? Once I had to leave that rabbit hole, I was like, well, then how did I even arrive here? And I looked at society. I was like, wow, that just like programs people at so many different turns. There's so many facets of life, whether it's a TV show running a laugh track over someone getting injured. Um, it's it's teaching you that's amusing. That's funny. That's culturally right. accepted. And, and I was like, wait, some of this is broken. And I was like, where did I get all these ideas of, you know, my happiness is somehow tied to financial success or my happiness is somehow tied to uh, objects. And uh, this deep journey took me in all these different places. I, I lived all over the United States and met amazing people, asked a lot of questions. I learned um, to be more humble. That I, I think that humility and being humble is super important and um, just I, I learned a lot. And through this journey, I was like, wait, like, look, and you look at society as an algorithm We're we're expecting this world to be this better place, right? Everyone has this idea, like, why is the world better? And I looked at society and I looked at the world and I was like, um, I sat and stared at it. I was like, well, you know, if you were a five-year-old coming into the world right now and you have TV, magazines, video games, all these things that you interact with, what is there that's going to change that? Can you, can you think of like, as a five-year-old coming into this world, what's going to send you down a path towards this perfect utopia that everyone has in ex- their expectation of the world is? How would you arrive there? Mm. Yeah, it's hard, especially the way society is nowadays. Um, it's like everyone's a dreamer until they meet their, their parents kill their dreams a lot of times, you know, because like, <laughs> <laughs> like kids are the biggest dreamers. They think of like, I want to do this, I want to do this. And, and, mm-hmm. and as parents, we're trying just to look out for them, but we end up being yeah. the biggest dream killers. So um, yeah. it's kind of that catch 22 where it's like, oh, yeah, well, your parents can help you there or friends can help you there. But really, it's like, you know, we're so afraid of what we perceive that we can't do in reality that we scare off other people from doing it. And that shapes yeah. a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. and that's one of the many things. Yeah, I was gonna say that you know we have so many different uh, types of uh, 
media these days. You know, everyone's got smartphones or TVs or video games. And, uh, you know, if a five-year-old, th- those are their only inputs, they're going to only think about what they see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that becomes your programming. And right. so that software starts to ingrain itself because there isn't a filter as a five-year-old that says real, fake, important, not important. You don't, that doesn't exist yet. Um, you know, cause I mean the psychological shift for the human mind to see itself and, and establish itself from other people is around like nine to 10 and you give a five-year-old a tablet and they're watching all this stuff happening and you know, it's just absorbing. Right. And I saw it as like, this is a fundamentally broken, you know, system. Everyone wants the different output, but no one's willing to change the input. Mm-hmm. And that just from a you know number standpoint, that doesn't work. And so I'll usually ask people at the beginning of all my, you know, speeches or whenever I go speak, I'll say, name a football team. 49ers. Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But, okay. It's okay. No, yeah, name- it's okay. No, I meant like no, I get I get that, you know, a Raiders fan, they're like, hey, it's okay. I, I understand, you know, you're a Raiders fan. Yeah. yeah it's okay. It's it I just I listened to the way you inserted Raiders yeah. It's okay. We, it's we okay. all have our different teams. We all have our we all have our problems in life. You no. know? <laughs> this is yours, but no, uh, you guys did pretty good this year. Yeah. No. You know, bad. <laughs> Uh, I'm a Chiefs fan, but we won't go into that. Oh, we can that still be friends. Okay. That's why it was okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, name a baseball team. Giants. Ace. Name a Kardashian. Kim. Chloe. Name a millennial or someone in Generation Z who's a role model in mainstream media. Oh, I got nothing. <laughs> Yeah. Un- so, un- yes. Unfortunately, what's the youngest Jenner's name? The girl. She's probably oh. a role model. Kylie. Kylie. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, probably, she's actually she's, doing some decent work in that space. It's really cool she, to see see her stepping up to anti-bullying and some things like that. That's cool. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about her, really. I just know that she's super popular. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, there's really, there's a lack of positive role models in that well, and the, the thing that the numbers behind that was there's, you know, 32 or so uh, pro football teams. You have the NFC, AFC, whatever. Um, you have, you know, about the same number of baseball teams. You have 15 or so Kardashians. I haven't counted them. Um, but, you know, like in mainstream, you know, roughly. And then you have 7.6 billion people on the planet, and over half of them are those two generations. Um, and so 7.6 billion, you know, even just half of that you're looking at that massive number and it, and we couldn't just name one. Yeah. It's like, that's the problem. That is yeah. the really big problem because those are generations that are shaping itself right now. We are the biggest generation right now, the biggest generations collectively that's ever existed ever. Our po- population by 2040 is going to be like 9 billion. It's, wow. it's projected to be 9 billion. Crazy. And it's like, yeah, these numbers are good, but <laughs> Um, that's insane. Cause yeah. it's like, to me, it's like, that's just such a problem with the threat of our culture that, and this is how it, how it is, unfortunately. And I, I would be guilty of this for sure. Um, growing up, I would idolize professional athletes, you know, so maybe I love magic Johnson or Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. um, yeah. dating myself a little bit with some of these, uh, <laughs> these players, you know, they're still the greatest, okay, <laughs> they're okay. still the greatest, you know, Larry birds. Uh, but nowadays yeah. Kids look at like LeBron James as he's he is their role model, and I think it was Charles Barkley a long time ago, and he got flack for this. He's like, "I'm not a role model," you know. I mean, yeah. he did throw a guy through a window, and I think that's what he said after that. But he's like, "I'm not a role mm-hmm. model. I'm a basketball player." Yeah. 
Um, but we look yeah. for role models in the wrong spot, you know, oh, pop, that's so pop good. culture and yeah. professional sports, unfortunately. It's just yeah. the way I, well, it was a cool, that was yeah. a cool little game because you think about that. It's like, gosh, I can't, there's like, how come there isn't just like this awesome, positive role model that everybody knows about? I mean, you should, like you said, look at those numbers. You should be able to pick 15 off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just just based on numbers. I mean, there are there's a lot of them. Obviously, I'm not claiming that there aren't. There's a ton of them that I think are making their way into mainstream media that are really moving that needle. And depending on, I guess sometimes it's depending on which side you subscribe to, left, right, in between, whatever. Um, sometimes they view it's like, oh, this is a hero, this is a villain, doesn't matter. Um, but that was that was kind of to you know, digress back into the question was that was what really drove me to like create the program I operate now. And that was captain encouragement was kids love superheroes. Kids can all name their favorite superhero. They all comprehend the the myth of the hero and, you know, powers and good and evil. And I was like, what if there's a superhero that taught skills and abilities that we hope society will teach, but you know, unfortunately we're relying on like the parents and the teachers and the, all the interactions and the interpretations of the interactions to form our kids in the model citizens. Yeah. Um, and so, and I was like, well, that's a lot of pressure to put on anyone because the best parents, you know, claim that they're not the best parents because what well, we all make mistakes It's part of the human, you know, experience. Um, and so I, I thought of like, well, this hero could just teach basic fundamental pieces of superpowers and we can do it in a really fun way and um <laughs> i had the, i don't know how much time you have i don't want to go too far down this no yeah so i had this idea i'm like oh my gosh it's a superhero and <laughs> i i had done acting in the past i did uh some stuff on nickelodeon and disney that were superhero related and i just i didn't like the culture necessarily not not anything against them but just the acting culture wasn't for me at the time right Mm -hmm. and i was and i I remember i was like what if there's a superhero and so i felt you know the way that you discussed whenever you guys started the idea for your your podcast right um you feel everything kind of just be like yep this is where i'm going (laughs) this Mm -hmm. is it um and and everything just kind of got laser focused and it was Everything else is out the door. Doesn't matter. Execute. I'm going to do this, or I'm going to die. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I'm, um, I'm guessing since you had a, a acting background, did you did you have a fear of public speaking, or were you able to get over that fairly easy? Since you kind of had been in a position of talking and being around people in that sense. Well, I, I hadn't taken it that far in acting. I, I did very minimal. I was just very fortunate to get some of those those roles and things. Um, and I hadn't really developed as a speaker, but I knew instantly, I was like, if I'm going to spread the word and I'm going to share this, I'm going to need to be able to communicate very effectively. Yeah. So I scheduled a month of speaking engagements Ooh. and I was like, either by fire, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so stressed out. I was, I was freaking out. Um, I was like, I'm going to either, this is going to be really great or this is going to suck. Yeah. And uh, one of my early speaking mentors was like, you're going to find your voice. And so I was like, okay, yeah. And luckily I did. And I got better and more comfortable with yeah. larger and larger groups. You're like uh, speaking gig 26. I found my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I failed. Yes. Yeah. Now, did it take a while though? Or did it come sooner than you, than you expected to kind of get into the groove? 
Um, I think as as a you know as a person, I think I'm always very very critical. I can tell you all the mistakes that I've made, and mm-hmm. my uh, my new speaking coaches at the Hero Voice Academy have kind of taught me. Like we count the good stuff first and then the bad stuff and then, or not the bad stuff, but what needs work. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say from then to now it was light years, you know, the first year I'd say, um, it was, it was bumpy. Uh, I'd, I'd say it, took, it definitely took some time to get more effective. At speaking. But you're out there doing it. That's, I mean, I think yeah, for people yeah. listen to this, you didn't let that stop you. Yeah. 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 And there's, and there's just a lot of evil and darkness that kind of starts to push down. As you guys know, when you right. set out to do something good in the world, you illuminate like this big target almost. And people mm-hmm. are like, oh, you're going to do what? Yeah. Uh, you think you can change the world? You know, and it shows up in different facets of, yeah. of, of darkness. Even like, you know, people that you have all this confidence and love and trust in, um, it really, it changes the dynamics. and It really starts to test your, your will. Yeah, um, for sure. As I'm, I'm sure you guys know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, when we when we first started this podcast, like we didn't know what to do. We didn't know like, yeah. I mean, we're still, obviously we're still learning every single time you mm-hmm. learn something new, but what you're saying is so true for anybody that's listened to this that wants to do something. It's like you live in this little ball of security and it's fine. And then once you say, I'm going to venture out of this ball of security and be vulnerable and try something, you open yourself up to a failure. And what it is yeah. really, to my opinion, I feel like it just comes down to, I'm scared that I'm going to fail and someone's going to point their finger at me and say, ha ha, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but for all of us who've tried this, you're like, you know what? I like, once you get over that pump, then you're like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least I tried something, you know, you haven't yeah. left your ball of security yet. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, like let's yeah. just get out and try it. And that's, you know, I think that goes back to probably to our school system too, of teaching kids. They can't fail. The you pass know, fail. Yeah. Pass fail mentality where mm-hmm. it's like, no, it's, mm-hmm. you know, failure is important. You know, it's important to get out there and take risks in life and, you know, calculated risks, obviously if you can, but, but getting out of that comfort zone, um, you know, me and Rex could for sure. Same with you. We, you know, Nicholas, we could probably all be still talking about how we're going to launch something someday. <laughs> yeah. the back burner it. project exactly yeah it's always there yeah we're gonna do that someday yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i do want to oh go for it Rex. i was going to say kind of the circling back so we can the kind of genesis of captain encouragement you have the idea mm-hmm. kind of have a mock-up for what you want captain encouragement to look do you just try to like go online and look for someone that make superhero costumes what does that look like yeah so, <laughs> so i drove out and i was like well i went to like a bridal store and i was like, you guys look like you make things um <laughs> i was like has anyone here made superhero costumes and you're like, you know you get that look from someone that like are you a martian you know, like when someone looks yeah. at you as if you're completely non-human they're pushing um, the secret uh, 911 button under the yeah. bed. That moment right like, we're yeah. in security. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you didn't leave in a wedding dress. so you yeah. Yeah, I, Well, I left with one, but that's, you know, this is wearing. Yeah. Like, yeah. looks too good. Like no, too good. <laughs> they sent me to somebody else and this amazing lady, Helen Sylvester. And I was, I told this idea. I was like, here's what's going to do. to do that. And she's like, that's great. Let's get working on it now. I was like, oh. Okay. And she jammed it out. I was like, how much do you want for it? And she's like, nothing. I just, I want to see this actually happen. So I was like, whoa, you know, it's always really great out of the gate to get some love and support. Um, I think that had I run into a few more obstacles, I would have kept pushing, but you know, that's always that 
I think anyone stepping into the realm of doing good work in the world, it's always awesome to connect with people who have been further down the road towards a better world that would put that hand up to you yeah. and, and believe in it because they understand the concept of failing and moving forward. Um, cause they're like, Oh yeah, that's just part of the process. So she helped out and I had this costume. All right. So I was like, captain encouragement, like we're ready. And I was like, what do you do next? And then I met uh, one of my current mentors, Amy and she, Amy Falcon. And she, cause they had like this building thing that said Sierra nonprofit services. I was like, nonprofit. That's what I should do. <laughs> And so we went in there and the lady at the front, she's like, how can I help you? And, you know, I was like, there's going to be a comic book. There's going to yeah. be a super important, this, this, this. And she's like, uh, I'm going to go get Amy for you. Yeah. <laughs> and so she, we talked for a while. She's like, that sounds great. You should go talk to Mark Dykin. So he's my current mentor, my best friends. And he, he uh, operated the Jamestown After School Resource Center. And I go in the middle of school day. And I used to carry my superhero costume in a laundry basket and I show up and I have it in my laundry basket and I'm telling them this idea, the superhero He's like, wow, that's a really great idea. Uh, can we get all the main students to the, uh, the field? We're going to have an assembly. And he passed me on the back and he says, good luck out there. And leaves. Oh, wow. And I didn't know I had zero planning. For this it was all just wow. kind of talk. Um, so you just, you just winged it. You just got up there I, and just like, there we go. Just, just, I had to. He's like, and he, he, he loves it when I share that story. Cause I see his little like grin as he threw me to the wolves. Yeah. Um, but I, I got out there and he's like introducing, you know, captain encouragement. I walk out there like, yeah. Did you come out like excitement or yeah, were you scared? <laughs> I think I wore like half excitement, half terrified as can be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, hi. Kids, I guess my is turning terror and turning fear into uh, excitement. Yes, and I'm still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, you know it went all right. You know, surprisingly, it went all right. And, and this is high school, you said? No, this is elementary. Okay, this is elementary gotcha. and right, okay. Gotcha. High school um, kids. High school kids would have been. Brutal. I know you might have. Been, <laughs> that would have been rough. Yeah, I remember the beginning of the program. I'm like, we're yeah. gonna do kindergarten through yeah. eighth grade, yeah. and as we started working with kids, I'm like kindergarten to third we're gonna yeah. stop at third. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that's um you know when they kids from third grade to fourth grade you go from being a superhero to a guy in a superhero costume mm-hmm. and it changes the dynamic but yeah for sure and, for sure and he invited me out to some more events and we just started doing more events and trying new things and then you learn very quickly with kids what works and what doesn't work mm-hmm. um but again like what you touched up on earlier you have to be willing just to go because when you shed the fear of, I was very fortunate with that, that brain hemorrhage that happened to me when I was 19, where I almost lost my life because it showed me there's an end to all of this. There's an end to this book. You will run out of chapters and the, and it's over. There's no, like when, when you have death, like fear of what if someone laughs at me kind of is like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's good. It changes that. And I think, in a nice way, I really wish everyone could experience almost like a near-death experience because it contextualizes the human experience. Uh, it yeah. contextualizes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I was just, I stopped being afraid. I, I knew that when I found out this book was going to have an end, I started writing better chapters and I just got to work. That's great. Dang, that's awesome. Yeah. Rex will write that down as a future business project, a, a theme park that provides near-death experiences for its <laughs> <laughs> <or it's> guests. <laughs> 
<laughs> It'll be a different experience every time for each person. <laughs> I want some big insurance. For some big one. insurance, yeah. So, so Nicholas, <laughs> I want to like business-minded insurance. Yeah, insurance, yeah. Uh, I want to go back to something you said in your story that I, I feel like is worth touching on. You elaborate. I'm really interested to see your thoughts on it. So, you talked about growing up being bullied, and then how you kind mm-hmm. of supplemented that with working out, football, becoming a bully. How yes. how was that relief for you? And then how was that insufficient, basically? Um, that's the first time I've been asked that question. Um, I mean, it was an outlet. It definitely was an outlet and it was a way I I cultivated uh, different skills, um, through football, through wrestling, through, uh, like mixed martial arts, whatever I ended up going into, it felt like it was chasing an idea still, but, um, it was like this weird cycle of, you know, I'm really angry, so I need to lift more. I need to be better. So that made me more angry. And it was just this weird mm-hmm. cycle. And eventually I did my tailspin hit the bottom. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I drilled through so many bottoms that I thought were bottoms. And I just kept going and going until just I bottomed out. Mm-hmm. And I think at the bottom, whenever you get away from the noise and you just kind of sit and there's just that silence, um, and you peel back layers of what society tells you you are. So I was told you're this, you're this big brute. Um, you're really scary. You're all these things, you know, and through all these sports, I kind of, I, like, I want to be powerful. It was, it was the exchange for power basically, mm-hmm. because I didn't want to feel powerless of being, you know, picked on or terrorized. I wanted to be the one inflicting or being the one that's in power. And, you know, as you look back, I think as, as you, as you age, you get this different perspective and shift in your perspective to see yourself from further away. And you start to really be like, ah, can't believe I did that. Like, ah, gosh, dang, what was I <laughs> yeah. thinking? Yeah. And you, you just kind of get further away and you watch this whole like click and this whole shift. And you're like, Oh my gosh. what? <laughs> um, and, and that was really, that was really important. But through those experiences, you know, it, it taught me and it showed me the opposite end of the spectrum of where I don't want to be and how I don't want to feel. And it gave me empathy towards people when I meet them because I've, I've gotten into situations where people, you know, start, want to start a fight or want to do all these things. And I, and I can feel that coming off of people. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember. I remember Nicholas like that. Yeah. I was going to ask that. I bet you, you can identify that in kids instantly. You're like, I see where you're coming from. And Mm -hmm. and it also probably helps you be able to steer them in a much more positive direction, you know? Yeah. 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 There's been some instances where, you know, some guys want to like start a fight and I'll just kind of meet them with love as much as I can. And sometimes it works. Um, sometimes, sometimes it <laughs> continues to escalate and I, I get out of the situation. I don't, I don't believe in violence. I think the only time that violence needs to be, that needs to come to be is if you're going to die or going to be in jail. Like those are your, you know, you need to defend yourself. I do believe in self-defense, but I think there are very few situations that you're going to need to defend yourself. It's typically just like ego barking at each other. Mm-hmm, and, right. you know, someone's like, you're dumb or your mom's a bro. I was like, okay. And then just leave, exit the situation. Yeah. yeah. yeah yes. That's a great answer. It's true. There are so many times where it's like that escalation of, I, I'm going to say more male because it tends to happen. Females get, do it too, yeah. but generally more mm-hmm. males. Where if, if, if you're just 10 feet away, you're looking at that and you're like, these guys are, 
there's, there, there's something else going. They're not fighting about whatever they're fighting. Yeah. About. There's yeah. problems way yeah. going on. Yeah, it's like their pain as a child versus their pain as a child versus outlet. It's like exactly, oh, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent, yeah, yeah, 100%. and and that's why, like you know, as the programs evolved, we've in, incorporated like you know comic books, and and the journey has kind of evolved the program as it's gone along. Because in the beginning, I was like all positivity, all this, all that. I was like, wait, there is the counter to that emotion, which is okay. You're allowed to be, right. you know, yeah. feel down, feel sad because it's natural. You're human. You're not going to just be like riding like that all the time because as you guys know, you, you have those dip dips, mm-hmm. those low dips. The other days where you're like, I don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. Um, and even as like, you know, captain encouragement, I, I feel that and I'm like, I'm, we're human. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was like a big struggle in the beginning because I was like, I'm supposed to be happy. I'm supposed to be captain encouragement. And, and it's like, yeah, you're, I'm a human. I'm, I'm, it's okay. And that's when we started teaching kids. We started teaching to be resilient. We started kind of going into the science behind how to help kids most effectively through their traumas and incorporating them as superpowers. We, uh, you know, a comic book, we did like a musical, a junior musical, um, just different ways. Cause we found if we're going to really change culture, we're going to change uh, the way kids interact with one another. We have to change the way we deliver it. So it can't just be like, Hey, don't do this. Right. Um, and you, as parents, you know, like when you say, don't do that. And <laughs> is that the last time you ever say it? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely um, not. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. So let's catch back up. So you book your 30, 30 speaking gigs, um, mm-hmm. knock those out. You're feeling pretty good. What happens next in the, in the story? Um, I just, we just started trying different things, new opportunities just kind of pop up, you know, like someone's like, Hey, that, that's a cool program. That sounds like a musical. It's like, Hmm. And so, so we end up doing a musical and then we, is this all through schools? Mainly um, through right? schools. And the musical was through a theater company that actually okay. uh, closed down stage three. And they, they offered us the space cause they had X amount of days that they were going to be dark. And I worked with uh, a friend, uh, Shelly, to create this whole concept for the musical. We wrote it, and then we worked with a friend, Michael Miller, who helped write the comic book and the, um, the musical. And we performed it, and it was this crazy experience. Um, and I was, you know, I was working another job, like two other jobs at the time. So it was like roasting me, at, you know, as oh, you yeah. guys know, oh, yeah. <laughs> burning the candle. Um, and you know, just kind of, kind of kept going, just kept trying stuff. And the musical was super effective. We raised a good amount of money to, we became like a nonprofit. Finally, we stepped okay. into the realm of 501c3 and, you know, and then we started trying this new form of our school assembly. And then that was the same year the comic book came out. And then we thought of like, Oh, merchandise, you know, like posters and stickers and things that kids already resonate with, which are, you know, all those materials that they'll hang up in their bedroom and mm-hmm. and put on their counter and, you know, stickers. We we give stickers for them to take home because kids would always just be like, you know, and stick <laughs> it on their porch. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, with the comic book, it kind of just has some of the, the core principles that you teach mm-hmm. but in a comic yeah. book form. So people have something yeah. to take home and look at and yeah, share with siblings or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that was like one of the biggest, most profound things that we noticed was the comic book. Um, because we did school assemblies and we did a school assembly where we made sure all the students, we worked with the organization, friends of the library and, um, they donated or they purchased comic books 
so we could give to each student. And one of the biggest profound things I, I spoke about it in the, at the Hero Roundtable was they got all these comics and then we came back the following year. Like it was, you know, it was, uh, I'd say spring and then it was summertime. And then back in the fall when we came back, they didn't even know we were coming. And when we showed up, the kids were pulling the comic books out of their oh, desk that's cool. and they were quoting. It. I was like, that means you had to take that comic book home with you after, you know, after the school year and come back and put it back in. And they were worn and torn. That's like, awesome. Wow. This is like a whole new, and they were like reciting and using words like, Resil- we had a kindergartner and say we were asking like what what do you remember about captain encouragement and, and he's like to be resilient we're like yeah <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome yeah. And, yeah you know i think it brings it full circle for a kid too because they see superman or batman or whatever in a comic book and mm-hmm. then to have you know captain encouragement in a comic book and then he's at their school it just like i could see that having just a, a really great uh connecting effect for you yeah yeah, yeah sure. and that's that's like what we've seen is over you know the more that we're kind of just a staple that keeps showing up because there's a lot of programs that are like one and done mm-hmm. and they're like oh this is a really you have the best program in the world but you as parents you know like i have two boys like attention span and getting a message to stick sometimes isn't always just oh I, right. here you go here's the best message ever goodbye ask them about it and like six months it's not most likely going to be there yeah. so we do revisits to the school we do these different programs like an after school program um, to implement their leadership skills in the community we have all these different ways that we're just kind of like oh hey hey oh hey oh hi hey remember hey and you know like the posters and the comics and that way it's their idea we heard a story of a little girl who was really impacted by captain encouragement coming to her school and she actually, the mom is the one who messaged us and she was like, yeah, my, uh, my son was getting bullied and my, my daughter, who's like, uh, his, uh, older sister, she, she was saying, oh, well, Captain Encouragement told me that whenever the reason that they're bullies is because they're hurting inside and they don't know how to deal with it. So they have to be mean to other people. And so she was coaching her little wow. kindergarten. She was like in third grade coaching her little brother like why they're getting bullied. And she actually signed a comic before and she sleeps with it under her pillow and she has every day for the last year. Whoa, this is like some next level. You don't even know. Yeah. Gosh. So cool to see the impact like that, you know, so cool to see the impact. Have you thought about, and maybe you have been doing this going into like, um, video also for some reason, I just keep getting this thought in my head of like, I don't know, Rex, you might know, but, or Nicholas, you might know too, the, the TV show, Wow, well, wild Captain crap. planet? No, I was thinking wild crap. Right? <laughs> oh, wild crap! Where, where it's I like was, part, it's part like he, like people, like humans talking, and then it mm-hmm. transitions to yeah. to animated. And I was just like, man, yeah. if you could if you could find a, a good animator that does computer animation and combine like your enthusiasm and your charisma mm-hmm. of the actual person, because I mean, it's probably like eighty twenty. You know, twenty yeah. percent real real actor, eighty percent animation, nice. but. Yeah. Um, once you get things on, on YouTube or get some, yeah, YouTube on, like, now you don't need like a, a deal. And I was thinking the same thing at like five minutes ago, uh, really? just yeah. the, you know, not with wildcrats, but I was, for some reason, captain planet jumped in my head. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. you know what? Like, cause right now you're just in Northern California, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I could really just, I mean, I love what you're doing. I could seriously see this having a huge impact sure. beyond mm-hmm. what you're reaching right now. Um, yeah, you have yeah. something like that. Like in the, I know you got a movie lined up. I talk about that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so we're we're in the process of, you know, fundraising and building out the movie. We started filming. We got like an awesome cast and crew. We got people who are helping from like that have been in the industry, like a lot of larger names, but bigger, like big hearts, which I don't care how big the person's name is, as long as they have a right a big heart and their and their mission is synced, then it makes sense. And yeah, we've we started filming on a movie which uh has been crazy. We worked for some amazing, you know, uh CG people and uh, just we're pulling that together. And then one of the next steps would be a, a TV show. It always comes down to funding and making sure that we fund the project, whether yeah. it's, you know, sponsorship or donations or grants and, and things like that. We're trying to continue to acquire those so that we can make it bigger. Because as you know, with kids, it has to be really big to compete for their attention. For sure. Right? Um, yeah. And that's what we kind of keep aiming for just, explosion message explosion <laughs> you know yeah with kids you really just have to be on top of your game and i've, I've learned that and and my wife candace um who introduced us actually uh, rex um right she she's one who said hey reach out um she had i met her you know a year and a half ago now and very instantly I'm like yes i'm i'm gonna i want to spend the rest of my life with you and she's yeah. like yeah okay, okay uh, yeah. <laughs> she said yes she said, um you weren't you weren't wearing the wedding dress at that time when you asked her though. Just no, no, I had it in the closet ready. <laughs> yeah. She said yes. I'm not going to freak you out, but will you marry me? And I have to get dressed in the closet right now. <laughs> so this is my dress. Yeah, I don't know what you're going to wear. Can I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so she came on and just helped bring our program to like the next level. And we, I'm very fortunate every day to get to you know work with the love of my life, and we continue yeah. to That's build great. our program out and. And uh, yeah, it's just been kind of growing from there. And we just, we keep trying new things. And, and I think we're starting to settle into, we're five years in now. Okay. That was the next question. Yeah. 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 So Three years, years as a in. nonprofit. Yeah. So okay. have you, so is, is I, obviously you got the movie going, you have the long-term of the, of the TV show, show mm-hmm. going, um, is a big part of the growth pattern until that's all done is school to school. Or is that kind of like the main thing right now? Or what's, what's the main avenue at this point until those bigger aspects are done is it going school to school or organization so organization? we're gonna be we i mean we have our core uh you know pillars that we've been building and now that is you know the school assemblies and then the big large-scale performances like for counties at the affairs and things like that that we partner with other performers to put on like a large-scale kind of like a auditorium style event um, and then we have like all the comic books and things like that. And then the sponsorships, which help kind of move the program forward and help us reach more. I mean, our, my personal goal with the program is to reach half of the human population projected in 2040 oh, by 2040. Wow. Yeah. Um, so me, we're great. starting to branch into other areas. We branched into, you know, I've been, we've been to Missouri, been to Boston, we've been Michigan. They, they we're starting to kind of branch out and try the different areas and, it's been the same response everywhere we go. It's a uh, kids get it. Uh, adults get it. Cause they understand the concept of what's needed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just, it's been coming down to like, as long as we can secure the funding to make this event happen, then we can make it happen. We can continue to grow. So with these core pillars that we built, it's like year round with the after school program, as well as that's another one of the, the fundamental programs. We're finding new uh, financial models for continuing to move this nonprofit forward because it's it's new like we're new five years isn't a long time in right. the nonprofit sector for sure and so building it from the ground up and really you know 
in the, in the beginning, we were much more trigger happy to try new things because we had to find a way to exist. And, and now it's becoming much more settled. You know, this year, you know, 2020, I think is really appropriate because like this is the year of vision for us, mm-hmm. you know, right. really getting a clear vision of where we're going and what we are. And this next year is going to be all filming of the movie. Um, and we filmed the pot, like parts of the pilot for the TV show and just, just continuing to grow. And, and eventually awesome. my, my That's hope good. is to reach all different ethnicities. Cause not all kids are going to grow and understand be like, Oh, I can like a tall white male. Like, yeah, that's right. great. Yeah. I'm yeah. understanding that there needs to be different uh, genders needs to be different um, ethnicities, different, you know, uh, everything because I want everyone to be able to look at cabinet encouragement and say, I can be that when I grow yeah. up. Yeah. That's cool too, that. because, and how you, and how you set it up too, as captain encouragement. I mean, anybody can be a captain versus like yep. man or Mr. This, you know, mm-hmm. so yep. that's, that's a good, that's cool. That's set up that way already. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Uh, so you got the movies projected for 2021. Is that what I saw? Yeah. Yeah. Summer okay. 2021. That's, you know, we're, we got a really awesome uh, post-production team and our, uh, the special effects and uh, visual effects supervisor, uh, our friend, Jesse Doyle. Uh, he's like, well, we might be cutting it a little close because there's a lot of work that goes into post-production. Yeah. I, and, I can't um, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to now after having, uh, we, because we, uh, the trailer is up right now on YouTube and, and that was like a day of filming. That was, I don't remember how many hours of post-production and pieces. Cause he's walked us through the whole process, which is the plates, which are like the, the raw footage and then going over it with the, compositing or the animation and then the color grading and all this other stuff to really get this final product. And you know, all this time goes into, you know, like our trailer was 30 seconds, you know, and it, right. and, it, it, say, yeah, totally. and it was just, it, it taught us a lot and it's like, okay. And now we're going to be filming a lot in the foothills area because we really want to bring filming up here. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. The background in film and understanding that this place has great places to shoot the foothills, like Sonora, Calaveras area, Amador. Yeah, yeah, Jamestown, exactly. All these areas have, and I think a lot of people are just like, oh yeah, foothills, you know, uh, Old West. It's like, no, 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 no. There's a a lot up there. We've gotten a lot of really great support to use locations and to film and yeah, just continuing to grow our team and we're always, you know, looking to find new ways of reaching more kids because that's, you know, why we do what we do. So if if people are listening to this and they want to connect to potentially, you know, get captain encouragement to come to their school how do, what does that look like what's the best way to contact you uh best way right now because our website's under construction um is facebook honestly facebook okay. and then also our email uh, always monitoring our email and it's just uh, facebook forward slash captain encouragement uh call to inspire okay t-o inspire yeah okay and then i think i saw it was captain encouragement at gmail.com for the email yep yep yep. and then what about for people who want to be able to help financially donate same way same aspect through facebook direct message you yeah yeah those those forms are really good for reaching us because my wife and i manage all of it and you know we're we're still like on the ground all the time always you know responding and so we're pretty quick about responding through all those different mediums Okay, great. Um, man, I can't, this is definitely one where we're going to want to circle back with you, especially before the movie comes out so we can help promote that. Um, just love that 
you have the such a great concept and you took action and gosh, here you are five years later, just making a huge difference. Thank you very much. Like it's, and you know, as, as you guys know, man, you have this, this vision, this concept in the beginning. And you know, if you'd asked me five years ago, if I saw this in five years, I, I don't know. I, I just went full in as, as you guys I'm sure have as well. You just could dive in. And as you're, as you're digging through the jungle, you're like, Oh, that's what I've been looking for. And then it just, yeah. it, it evolves. And man, I've, it's been the most incredible experiences to find. It's helped me to find my life and find who I am today. And That's awesome. Yeah. It's so awesome. Good. Nicholas, you are a superhero, not just an alter ego, but in real life for what you're doing, <laughs> man. Um, <laughs> the conversation. I thought yeah. it was a great conversation, lots of fun. And like Rex said, for sure, let's definitely connect again before the movie, uh, the movie comes out so we can promote it. You can tell us more about how the, how the filming and everything has went and all the, all okay. the updates. So really awesome. enjoyable conversation. Yeah. Yeah, th- cool. th- yeah. Thank you so much for your time, guys. I appreciate you and all that you do. I look forward to connecting in the future. Definitely. Good, man. Definitely. All right, cool. Well, thanks so much for taking time for us. All right, thanks, guys. Right, we'll see yeah. you guys later. Bye. Sounds good. Take care. If you liked today's episode, you can find more information at mycorneroftheuniverse.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you. Today's episode was brought to you by Human Potential and Growth. Head on over to humanpotentialandgrowth.com now and schedule your free coaching session. Mention My Corner of the Universe and you will receive 20% off personal coaching. They are also running a why New Year's Resolutions Fails webinar on January 11th. So start your new year off right and head on over to humanpotentialandgrowth.com. Make sure to mention My Corner of the Universe.